Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast, hopefully with better audio than the last quality one. Uh, I don't know what happened there. We're, we don't get we don't have that high tech equipment. We have basic equipment. So uh, it sounded a little odd after I edited it. I didn't listen to it. Actually, I just started it and I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. So apologize for that. Hopefully this one sounds better. Uh, I'm here again. Say hello, Tim, via Skype. Hello, Tim, via Skype. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today because uh, currently they have um, Comic-Con at home is going on and it's a little bit different now. I feel like we're getting a lot more gaming and other kinds of news that we don't normally get from uh, Comic-Con. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, make sure you go to all of our social media platforms, facebook.com slash FOMOcast. Make sure to go to the group. Um, a lot of people contribute. Uh, Jeremy. Um, Tim posts, uh, gives me stuff all the time to post in there. Um, we got little fun, little game thingies they do on there. Like, you know, how do you cook your marshmallows? Which is always number six, always number six on marshmallows. I don't care what you say, Connor. It's always number six. Um, so facebook.com slash FOMOcast. Like I said, just click, click, go to, go to group. I think there's this visit group, uh, FOMOcast. FOMO podcast on Instagram, FOMO underscore cast on Twitter. And do go give Connor a checkout at uh, ConCon's Cantina. Uh, I had a little uh, voice memo cameo last uh, or this week's uh, talking about the book Lost Stars from Star Wars. Connor's got me on an audible kick where I've listened to Lost Stars, the first Thrawn book, and then Thrawn Alliances which were both amazing books. I'm just waiting until my free credit comes in to do Thrawn Treason. Um, But we have a lot of stuff going on, first of which is today is opening day of baseball. Uh, My team is playing right now, is playing the Giants. Um, One thing I will say, we don't get political on this, but I don't know if Tim saw this, but did you see what they did for the Black Lives Matter tribute? No, the only thing that I saw was... um the uh a's giants games and what you know what they did there yeah so what they um, did it's a mixed reaction like me personally i don't i'm not offended by them kneeling during the national anthem because that draws attention to the cause things like that but what they did today was both teams i saw the uh dodgers giants and the yankees nationals game one where they it was like a black uh rope and they all knelt and held it, held it before the national anthem to show them in solidarity. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, baseball is back. Um, I don't know how well they're going to do. I know the NBA just released the thing saying they're super excited because they have no positives in the bubble after 11 days. They're testing everyone weekly. Um, and anyone who goes in the bubble. So I think it's 324 players, and then you have all the camera people, you have the referees, coaches, all that stuff. Um, I don't even know how many coaches are actually allowed on it, because I think they are limiting, like you can't have a full staff, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I remember they were saying that you're not going to be able to carry a full staff there, which makes sense. It's a shortened season already, so mm-hmm. let's not get any more risk factors than what, what needs be. Um, but like you said, I did see that. And then, um, just to kind of go back to opening day, well, not opening day, but baseball, did you see about, um, what was it? Joey Votto tested positive two days ago and they didn't get the, the test until, or he tested positive, didn't get the test until two days later. And he was practicing with the team the next day. I guess he had asymptomatic 
um, symptoms. Oh, no. So, which is interesting because the NBA has had no problems with tests and turnarounds and whatnot. And you'd think, you know, you got the PGA Tour and, you know, the people that tested positive and everything that's gone on there and how they took care of it. Or baseball, I mean, this is professional athletes here. And a guy gets a test, positive test, two days later and practices with the team. Which so. I think is crazy. Well, so the, the thing that I've noticed, so they're not in a bubble. They're not like the NBA, which I think is, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I'm mad about baseball is, is baseball has the ability to go into the same kind of bubble the NBA does. They have enough yep. fields in Arizona. They have enough fields in Florida. Florida. They have yep. plenty of fields to where they can literally have it in two divisions. Yep. Or Sorry, you can still have four divisions, but to do the split the yeah. same, and two then spots. you just you just have half in one town, half in the other. And, you know, I just think it's going to get bad. I do think it's crazy that um, someone I know was tested for COVID-19, tested negative. They got the results back within an hour because they were at the hospital. And I was like, that's kind of weird that you can get it back that fast for that. I go, so the NBA, the NBA is obviously doing that process, I believe. The MLB needs to step their game up. Um, if we have any hope for the NFL to play – it all rides on the backs of the MLB because the MLB is the only one that's traveling and doing everything. The NHL is not doing it. The NBA is not doing it. And they're the big ones. So, and golf is doing it, but that's kind of different word. It's different out there. And when, when they're traveling, it's more, it's like they're traveling in a bubble. I think it's right. all, all chartered flights. Unless somebody has, Tiger Woods, let's face it, is either going to go on his yacht or on, you know, a lot of the guys are going to go on their private planes or a lot of them are sponsored by, what is it, like Wheels Up or something like that, where it's like Uber for planes. So they're going to go on those, which is which is fine. And you've already seen the testing that they've done and, um, you know, with the guys that have tested positive and, okay, boom, you test positive. All right, you're on 14 days. You got to get, I think, two negative tests within 48 hours. Right. And and even when they came back, they paired the couple guys that obviously they're negative, but that did have positive tests. They paired them together in the last grouping, like on those first couple days. So it's like, oh, you're even going a little more above and beyond. And I'm sure people are saying, eh, I maybe I know he's negative, but there's always that, you know, stigma that's there with it. So right. I thought that right. was that was um interesting. But yeah, MLB, it's. Like you said, they can't split it in the two um, um, two areas, which I'm surprised they didn't because that was kind of in the beginning what you know what really took flight and and went. Um, but even watching the A's games, I'm A's fan. Um, you know, even in the bullpens, they had a couple rows in the stands, and they had some easy up shades there. Where I mean, in the bullpen, let's face it, especially at these older stadiums um, like Oakland. I mean, you got 12 guys sitting on a 15-foot bench, so there's yep, no way yep. to social distance. So nope. you got some of the guys that are sitting on the bench with a couple of the coaches, and everyone else was just chilling in the stands with a couple feet of, I mean, a couple seats apart, uh, and they could still talk and basically do whatever they want. I mean, there's no fan in the A Stadium. You could buy a cardboard cutout, and they'll put whatever picture on it and put that in the stands. I thought that was pretty cool something Which different I think and that's i think that's league wide now they're doing that league wide and they're also doing a thing too because they have the um they're gonna pump in crowd noise 
for the games. Oh, and then yeah. I found out that apparently if you go to the MLB app, you can actually pick your location that you want to have your saying yeah or clapping, but there's no booing. So I'm like, I'm sad about that. But along yeah. the same lines, how do you feel about um, uh, well, that'd be, Mar- that's perfect for Houston then. Then nobody could boo them with everything that's going on, even though that one pitch already plunked Altuve and uh, what's his name in the preseason. True. Game. But how, how do you how do you feel about Mark Davis saying that there will be no fans in the stadium for the season for the Raiders, no matter what? I don't. Well, didn't he come out and say that he wouldn't be there either if uh, if there was no fans? Um, I oh, mean, I didn't hear about that. I I I mean, take it with the grain of salt. I saw it on the internet, and we all know if it's on the internet, it's true. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that's you know, you either got to come out ahead on it and be the first one to say hey hear what's going on so if you know the commissioner of somebody else comes out and says hey this is what's going to go on league wise like well pff, i was already going to do that right um, right just following that i think i think, I think it's a liability issue because it's a brand oh, new yeah. stadium you know yep. and they don't want to have any kind of stigma that the people went there and they they Got coronavirus there, so you, I mean it's in Vegas, it's in Nevada. We've already saw when the casinos opened up, and uh, you know what happened there. So I mean, do you really think you know, you're going to tell football fans, or especially if it's going to be the first big sport to have any fans, that hey, you got to be six feet apart? Yeah, okay, you be the person to go in the black hole and tell them, hey, you're too close to together. Well, hey, you better be you know, wearing a Raiders jersey, and if not, uh, you know, the only person that they'll listen to is probably John Gruden, so. Um, well, I, I do know that the, the Packers have said that they're going to allow people, but it's going to be 10 to 15 percent, so there's only going to be about 10,000 people in the stadium, so, yeah. and you'll have to be socially distanced, and you'll have to wear masks, so we don't want to bring the podcast down, we're just stating some facts well, here, and, so. And who's going to be the one that's going to, you know, kick all those people out that aren't doing it? You know, you're going to get ten to 15,000 people there. Shoot, by the end of the game, it may only be down to five to 7,000 with everyone getting kicked out. If, I mean, if they if they end up doing it. But, exactly. I mean, to be honest, we're already seeing it. You know, PGA doesn't have any fans. Um, baseball doesn't have any fans. What's the NBA's not going to have any fans. So why not just go this whole year? You know, you could. it's going to be easy to do it. You want to tailgate in the parking lot? Hey, I don't care what you do in the parking lot. Charge them to come in. You could tailgate. You could watch the game. You could listen to the game. Um, but, you know, they'll probably have the announcer maybe doing something. But just don't have them in the stands. I mean, let's just do it all the way across the board. And, hey, you know what? Uh, next year, come back and, and hit it hard from there. So, which, which they are not going to allow tailgating from what I hear. Well, I know at the at least at the Raiders Stadium that that was kind of something that I think I put on the back burner and um, not going to have as much there. They want you to come in and not tailgate, and they'll have probably more um, casinos or big corporations that will have tailgate parties, and you just walk in and enjoy it like that. So that was the last that I've heard and I know obviously I mean shoot it's already been you know they did the the potty test the water test and the um, blackout test there so I mean it's just a matter of time and I saw uh, pictures at night of the whole stadium lit up and it looks freaking awesome from the ground the freeway and even up above uh, so but yeah it'll be 
it'll be interesting to say the least what and the commissioners got to come out and say here's what it's going to happen league wide you can't have each right, individual right. team owner come out and set their own rules because you're gonna have one oh hey we're in uh you know minnesota vikings there's nothing going on up here come on full capacity then you got somewhere like um la and the two teams that are playing there hey yeah we got big spikes or you know all the teams in florida we got spikes going um we don't need you know if disneyland can't open with you know 15 20 000 people there how are we gonna have that same amount in a smaller area right uh, for a, a couple hour game so yeah so we'll but, see what happens it's all about a test of time so we're gonna see what happens there yeah, um, and one last, one last quick thing before you move on that has to do with sports. We are officially 365 days away from the Olympics in Tokyo. Well, they said it might not happen still. Well, yeah. according, according, according to their current, the current status, yeah, it's a year away. Yeah, current status that we are I, one year away. Th- and that, I, was, that, that is a good one to talk about on the podcast because um, – so it's not entertainment-related, but it kind of is because, I mean – I can remember, you know, when the the Winter Olympics being up crazy early watching, you know, at like two o'clock in the morning, same kind of like yeah. with like the World Cup when it was at six o'clock in the morning, you're watching, watching the live feed. But I feel so horrible for these athletes who train. Some of them train their entire lives for these Olympics. Yep. This may be their last chance, maybe their first chance. You never know. And. Yep. People don't realize it's all about timing. So you legitimately train to be in your peak conditioning at a certain time. That's why I thought, okay, look, if they delay it a year, it's a lot better than delaying it a couple months. Because you delay it a couple months, you're, you're not going to be ready to go. Because you need because most of the people need a couple months to recover. They can't get back into it until at least the beginning of the next year. So fingers crossed for all those athletes, and I hope they do good, and I, I hope that they continue on, and then no one loses an opportunity because of this. Yeah, I know a gal I went to uh, college with, she did the Olympics in Rio, and that was her first ones, and so she was training again. Uh, she was equestrian, um, and actually I ran into her when I was vacationing. It was very interesting. It's like, hey, there, that's her walking downtown. Anyways, we chatted for a couple minutes and, you know, she brought up that, you know, hey, right now I because this was about uh, a month ago or so, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be getting ready to go over to Tokyo or, you know, the last little bit. Uh, and she says, I don't know what's going to happen. She's like, and I don't even know, you know, I made the team right now. But but what did they make you requalify? Exactly. She's like, am I still going to be on it? Do I still have to, hey, show up? Hey, I made the team last year and let's go. Or, yeah. you know, you're going to have some athletes that, or and you're going to have again. the ones yeah. that are going to, you know, like the Buster Posey and all of them that say, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, as much as I'd love to, I'm not going to do it and risk my my health or, or anything like that, especially, right. um, you know, in, in a foreign country for, well, everyone except for uh, the people that live in Tokyo. Now ask her next time you see her. Ask her how do they get the horses there? Um, they That's tranquilize them, and then they, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's got to be super expensive, though. Uh, yeah, I don't, and I'm assuming it's you know everyone they have some type of cargo plane, and hey, everyone load up the horses, and maybe they do a couple stops, and I I, I don't know, and you it's not. Think, I would I'm, think a boat. I would think a boat would be the way to do it. 
Uh, yeah, I don't. But then, I mean, you're going across the sea. Once if you get rough seas and it capsizes or pirates take it over. Or... Well, what about turbulence? Same thing. No, yeah. Tur- turbulence. I mean, it, I, I, I just a- ask her next to me. See, I'm fascinated by it because I yeah. want to know because I want to know how you safely get those animals there. Because exactly. and that's especially what she else, does. I assume she does the, the was it the dressage, the one where you're. Uh, yeah, there's like three different ones. Because you have to yeah. use your horse. It's not like it's yeah. an event where it's like, hey, you're go like, over here. Like, the horse is trained, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, and you're taking. I mean, you're not taking one horse for all three. I mean, you're taking. I probably say, you know, I'm just guessing here. Three horses because you have them specially trained for those Each three event. things. Right. And then have backup horses right. in case something happens. So I mean, you're probably going with six. Shoot, maybe even yeah, six to eight. Yeah, nine horses over there. So yeah, no, I'll I'll ask her. I guess I didn't even think about that. I was just more surprised to see her there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you were in a different town, so that's kind of weird. But I mean, you think about that. Is that the only sport that you cannot um, like pack your equipment? You know, baseball, basketball, all of that. Or it's something big that you bring shooting, over. There. Shooting, you can't, you can't carry it. Well, shooting I know. Has to be sent over. No, I know, but I mean, it's not as big as a horse. Well, you know, true, I mean, you got shooting, true. you got, you know, like all the cycling and everything like that. Um, but I mean, something big like a horse, where you know, no, I think shooting, that's probably that's the biggest one, probably. That's the only thing that I mean that I could think of, because I mean, shooting, you could, um, I mean, you could bring well. You can't quote unquote bring a gun on a plane, but you have to have it in your checked baggage. Like if I was right. to fly somewhere, you have to have it. You know, follow all the rules and everything. Right. Um, but you, you know, you can't. They're very specific. You know, like I don't think I think most of them ship it because they want specific ammo, and yeah. so I know that's why they, most of them ship it. And I, I believe they have a thing kind of like golf has ship sticks. I think yeah. there is a company that ships guns for people the safe way and make sure they get there. So yeah, exactly. well, maybe maybe next time we talk to Tim, you'll have an update about how they get the horses <laughs> over there. That'd be I'm, I'm I'm very fascinated. I don't even want to yeah. Google it. I want her to tell us. Yeah, no, I I, I will. Um, I think I saw the Facebook message of us going back and forth um, when she was when we talked after we saw each other. Um, Perfect. Uh, and I mean, and it makes sense to send your equipment over there early because, um, you know, let's face it, stuff gets lost or can get broken. So if you send it over there like a month ahead of time, <laughs> you know, you get a guy over there and says, hey, yep, your rifle's here. It's in good order. You're good to go. OK, perfect. Then I don't got to worry about it. Or, you know, hey, your rifle's over here, but, you know, the barrel's bent or something's missing. And it's like, oh, man, well, I need to bring the backup or, or something like that. Um, Because I know when my brother went over to the Pan America Games, which is basically like under the Olympics, uh, that when he went over there because he played baseball um, with his luggage, I mean, he loaded like he had to bring all of his own bats. So and there were wood bats. So it's not like I'm going to bring one and be done. I mean, he had a bag just full of bats and then a bag of all of his equipment, you know, his cleats, his gloves and mind you, everything. Yeah. Cleats, one pair. I mean, it's multiples because and you're over in a foreign country and who knows what's going to happen. Um, exactly. Price gouging. But when he went over there, uh, let's put it this way. The weight limit to the bags did not apply to him. When they saw that USA low, USA bag, you know, because we dropped him off at the airport 
mm-hmm. when they saw that USA bag come across the scale, they no questions asked. Okay, thank you. Have you know? Oh, you're going to this? Okay, oh nice. Have a good good trip. So I'm sure there was something there, but it was. That's pretty cool. That's something you don't think about. You know what I mean? You don't think about shipping and stuff like that. All right, and so after all that. We're going to go into our topics. No more sports for now. You know, who knows? Uh, I do think the shipping side of all that kind of stuff. I did look up what uh, happens with Olympic horses. I'm not going to say anything, though, because I want to hear how your friend does it. Um, there was one thing that I watched since we all talked, and I'm really confused about how I feel about it because I was super excited for it, and that's that the Netflix show Cursed. Um, it has the girl from... Um, 13 Reasons Why. I can never remember her name because it's a fancy name. I always feel like it's super... Uh, it's Catherine, Catherine Langford. That's what it is. Um, but I I watched it. I, I liked it a little bit, but it seems very rushed, and it feels like they're jumping around, and you deal with Merlin. Merlin's involved, and the premise of the story, this is not a spoiler, it tells you in the beginning that basically... Um, before there was King Arthur and Excalibur, there was this woman who, if you read anything, it, she becomes Lady in the Water. And basically, she has to try and get the sword to Merlin. And it's it's it seems like a very fun adventure, but everything just seemed like the CGI is so bad. The CGI takes me out of it so much. Like, you see something happening... And you're just like, man, that was totally just horrible CGI. I don't want to see her cutting an animal's head off or killing something and then being like, oh, yeah, that was totally fake. Like, I don't I don't even trust that at all. So I just wanted to throw that out there because we don't get many reviews out there anymore because everything is popping up so quick now that everything's going on. But after that, something we talked about last time was tenant how it had to make 800 million dollars to basically break even and th- it's delayed in- indefinitely now i didn't put this on there tim so tim takes notes tim does a good boy and takes notes for recording but um they basically they delayed it and i don't know if it's i i, th- I think the movie theaters are expecting it to be huge because AMC has said because the tenants being delayed, we're going to delay our opening too. So AMC has flat out said they are not going to open up any of their movie theaters now for even longer. So we're going to go to a couple movies down the list eventually. But how do you feel about, you know, some movies they're holding out for some movies? They're like, we'll just put it on video on demand. Um, I know some movies they want to get Oscar consideration. So what they do is they put them in limited theaters while they also have it on video on demand. Um, the tenant one's supposed to be fantastic and we're not going to have anything for a little while because while there, there are a lot of movies in the hopper, there's a lot of stuff that has to get the final touches done and they can't do that without reshoots. So they're waiting on reshoots. I mean, so, I mean, were you looking forward to tenant or did you just, you just wanted to see it because of the spectacle that is the $800 million. I think that, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I just wanted to see if it was, you know, $800 million and if it was worth it. But I wonder with Tenet, if it's going to, you know, have the hype behind it 
for if they do put it out in the movie theaters that you will get, you know, like I said, the hype and the people coming there to see it or, uh, you know what, I'm just going to wait for it. You know, I still don't feel comfortable going to the movie theater if they have all their protocols. I'll just wait for it to come out um, video on demand or however, you know, they're going to release it digitally and wait for it on that. And, you know, like you said, this is probably going to be a big movie, especially if, um, you know, some theaters are pushing back their dates for for it or whether that's just happy coincidence. I mean, whatever it is. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. And maybe when the movie theaters do start opening, is Tenet going to be the one that they're going to hype up? Or is there going to be something else that, um, you know, some of these big companies like, Hey, hype this one up. We'll drop a whole bunch of money in promotion and everything. Get that out there because, you know, we got this slot and then Tenet's going to get shuffled behind um, all of those. Who knows? I mean, that's yet to, to happen. And, I mean, you could put it out in all of these movie theaters, like you said, limited release just to get the bare minimum for Oscar nomination. Or they may even change that just with how everything's going. Um and you might not get the butts in the seats. I mean, even if you do get the butts in the seats, it's not going to be a full house just with social distancing and everything. And then you're going to have to go through there after each showing and disinfect and, you know, so on Which and so that, forth. That's, that's going to be the most difficult part. And, and for those of you who don't know, I think the reason I think the reason why they're delaying it, quote unquote, indefinitely is because they don't want. So we're going to talk about it later, but we'll insert a little bit here. So New Mutants is the movie that Fox was making. They've had four different release dates, I think. April was one of them, and obviously that got pushed back. Um, so they were supposed to come out in 2018, 2019, two dates in 2019, and two dates in 2008 to 2020. So I think it's five dates total. And I don't think they want to be those people that are like, oh, we're releasing it on this date. Oh, we're releasing it on this date. And keep pushing it back because they make a joke out of it. And legitimately, in the trailer that they showed today – for new mutants the first part of it shows all of these comment boxes going my my great grandkids are going to love this movie when it finally comes out and it was like all these just finally you know um and then it said uh i think it says releasing in august and it says something like fingers crossed or hopefully on the bottom of it so they're playing into the joke but that can do a lot of harm because Obviously, with, with what's happening now with COVID-19 and places not having the ability to actually show movies, it does make it a little different. But like Tim said, if someone comes to you and says, hey, we're going we're gonna to drop this much money in your company itself to get this movie shown, they're going to do it. There's a reason why Fandango was bought out by or bought out Rotten Tomatoes because they want to make sure people go to the movies that they want them to go to. So there could be the possibility you could lose people just because of that and you know i'm hopeful for tenant because it does look fantastic it's a great concept um but we'll bounce right onto the new mutants because you know it's a small little thing tim i don't think you saw the trailer for it because it came out today it was last minute um no i saw it on my lunch break okay looks great i'm excited for it i love that the fact that it's it's basically for those that don't know what new mutants is i have a couple of the old school comics that came in a lot that i bought and they're actually it's kind of like a more like almost like a horror movie type of thing with people with superpowers so it's been delayed over and over and over again people were questioning well i mean 
was it rated R when it was with like, because people were saying a lot of times they go, this movie can't be rated R because it's supposed to be violent. It's supposed to be gory. So it needs to be rated R. If it's not rated R, it's not going to be worth it. Well, now that's a Disney property because Fox is owned by Disney. So what are they going to do? Are they going to change the rating? Are they going to re-edit it? What are they going to do? So from what I've heard, people say that it's pretty good. We just hope that this shutdown doesn't affect it as much. But there is a rumor that it is coming to Disney+. Plus. So I think it's awesome idea, but... I was talking to Connor and there is one downside to this movie getting released on Disney plus if it does. And do you happen to know what that downside is, Timothy? Um, I don't know. It's the fact that if you release a movie that everyone wants in as a rated R movie, as a PG 13 movie on, on demand on Disney plus, and it does good. You just ruined every chance for every other movie that you want to have a rated R rating. So if you want another Wolverine, you want you want a, a Logan or you want a Deadpool type movie, it's going to hurt that a lot because the companies are going to see that you can make so much more money off of a a wide audience of stuff because they do make money on Disney Plus. People people say, "Well, there's no ads or no nothing." I'm going to tell you right now, they do not have to pay licensing for anything. So they're literally getting everything for pure pure cash. Everything for pure cash. I think they may have paid to get some of their their properties back sooner. So like because Infinity War came back early, some things like that. I think they may have paid a little bit. But they're not like Netflix. They're not like Hulu who has to pay to have rights to stuff or have to buy content. Because like Hulu had to buy The Mindy Project. So it's a Hulu original now, but the first so many seasons were on Fox. They weren't on Hulu. So it's one of those things where you're just kind of like you you hope that does well, but you also hope it doesn't hurt anything. So um, I like the cast of characters they have for it. I like the concept. Um, I'm thinking about getting the comics now because it looks so good, but I'm kind of excited for it. That's actually, you know, what's funny is that was the only thing I was excited for on our list today. Except for there's two things on here I was I'm excited for besides the new mutants. Well, but, before you go into that on on the new mutants, when I watched that trailer, it look it reminded me of like X Men Kids. Right, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what you know it it reminded me of. So, and I like the X Men. You know, growing up, that's what I watched on Saturday morning. So. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how they take that and run. And even looking at the um, uh, the premise of it, it looks pretty, pretty interesting. So I'll definitely be adding that once that finally comes out to the uh, to the watch list. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think um, I think the reason why they made the joke about the date, I have a feeling that they're going to probably put it on demand one way or another. So they made the joke about the date because it's a set date. They're just trying to make people think, oh, is it going to the theater or is it not? It's one of those will they, won't they kind of thing. So, um, but next we have, the, so this one was weird, man. Like literally, I think I shared, I shared it in the Facebook group. I share everything under my personal page because I can I can do it under the FOMO cast page, but I do it on my, my personal page. It's just easier. But they literally made an announcement that WandaVision was going to be delayed. And then like an hour later, 
comicsbooks.com said it's not delayed and it's actually scheduled to go on as planned. I have a feeling the concept of the actual show makes it easier to edit and do things than like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that one has a lot more outdoor, you know, act interactive type of things. There's the WandaVision one is supposed to be more imaginative. So I this that was the only thing that was kind of good was they said it delayed and then they said it wasn't. But what do we know? We don't no one's saying anything really. We got some news about some movies about Disney we'll talk about later, but everyone's playing everything close to the vest because they don't want anyone find anything out UFC, a sports thingy, somebody leaked a huge fight that's supposed to happen on fight Island. And Dana white is super mad because he's like, they weren't supposed to say nothing. And that gives away all the element of surprise for the actual fight. Everyone wanted to be surprised by it. So I feel like it's almost a tactic to where they're like, they're trying to do that Netflix thing where they're like, Oh yeah. Just so you know, Oh, Hey, Ozark season three drops tomorrow. Like they pull stuff like that all the time. Like it's crazy how they do that. They literally will just be like, Oh yeah, this show drops in three days. Have fun watching it. And you're like, wait, what? You know? So I was just, I was, I was super excited, you know, to see that it wasn't delayed. Um, we don't know how much stuff is actually finished filming. Cause I am assuming some of the people who were in, cause they filmed infinity war and Endgame pretty much, simultaneously for certain scenes so i have a feeling that they're going they did some stuff like they pulled people out of that marvel universe to start filming things once they got okayed so wandavision fingers crossed that you're going to come out on the same date um there's no dates lined up yet um the next topic which i'm super excited about something's going on i don't know if it's going to be true um so Donald Glover is rumored to return as Lando Calrissian. I'm so stoked for that. I'm that could be the best thing ever. I loved him in Solo. He was my favorite part of Solo, besides um, uh, the robot, which I can never remember her name. Um, and but there's been rumors going around. Okay, so he played Lando. He played a great version of Lando. And so, okay, so the robot's name is L337. Okay, L337. So, Alden, his name's Alden Ehrenreich. Man, he's got a crazy name. Um, but he's, someone asked him, would you do Solo 2? He's like, oh, I would love to in any kind of, any kind of way. So that has me thinking, maybe they're going to, instead of doing a Solo 2 movie, they're going to do a Solo series. Have it take place after the movie have him going on his adventures have lando in it periodically because he's he has the ship from him now and you know maybe have it lead into the mandalorian i mean you never know it could be something that could happen but i do think it would be awesome to see a series like that because it does give them more options i feel like disney has seen the success of series that's why they're doing so many series which we do have the one to talk about that tim shared with me that i don't think i put on this i forgot to i put it on it kind of in a capacity with the um uh i didn't put it on here the paul Shear one did i send you that one yeah i think i sent it to you yeah. um but I'm just I, I I want Land Lando needs his own own thing too. 
I think that would be amazing if he got his own whole series or they had him come back in something. I would just, I really hope that happens because he's my favorite character on that movie. Well, and with anything on Disney Plus, you already had The Mandalorian, which mm-hmm. that was, you know, one character from, um, you know, the Star Wars trilogy saga, whatever you want to call it, the timeline. And they did, you know, at, at least one season. Well, they're going to do two seasons on that. So that took off. Um, I mean, it'd be curious to see how well it did without Baby Yoda in it, because I think that kept a lot of fans um in it or even like casual fans or you know maybe the husband was into it but the wife wasn't so much oh baby yoda he's so cute i'll watch it just to see what ha- you know what happens there um but you know with with that you could definitely take that and whether have it a series on its own or you know do uh five just a, a five seven part series or you know do it as a as a whole season and you could do a lot a lot aspect of that um uh and and with any of those where you see you know i think i mentioned before you know the the obi-wans you know how did he become i mean you kind of see the backstory of it in the prequels but you know how does he you know really become obi-wan i mean you know as far as you know, whether it's a movie or a series on that and then could lead into, I mean, we all know what, what happens from there. Yeah, uh, we do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd say spoiler alert, but I think that one, you know, when Darth Vader killed him, uh, I think that was, you know, what it came out in 84. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, before I was born. So if you haven't watched that one yet, uh, sorry, I know you're about 35 years too late. So, but no, I think, and like you said, I mean, he played a great Lando, um, and I mean, he went like most of these, especially, um, I noticed in the Star Wars series, a lot of these guys that play an original character, they'll, you know, they won't just watch the movies and, oh, hey, I'll, you know, I'll walk in front of the mirror. I mean, they go with the actors, they follow them, they get in their head. Hey, how did you do this? How'd you do that? You know, really pick their brain, mm-hmm. um, you know, like what Donald Glover did with Billy D. Williams. Um, and then even the um, the uh, Finnish, the Finnish basketball player that plays um, Chewbacca. I mean, he went to Peter Mayhew and, you know, learned everything that he did, because let's face it, all of these characters, they all have their little quirks that the original actor did. And now you got to carry that on. Uh, and especially in like uh, with Chewbacca and especially the last couple movies, because Peter Mayhew with the health and his health and, um, you know, with, with every, the issues that he was having and he was older as well. Um, you couldn't tell which was which I'm sure the diehard fans can, but you know, for the casual fan, that's, you know, gr- great acting there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because they submerge themselves in that role and have the original actor to go to and uh, and talk and pick their brain about it. But, um, no, I'm excited. I like Donald Glover and especially his take on, uh, on Lando. So we'll see so, what yeah, happens. Well, we're hopeful. Um so let's go into that one that I forgot to put on our, our, our list. Um, so I wasn't too sure what it was. So um, 
they have that weird app thingy that is community and basically you could text a famous person and all it is it just it spams your text messages every once in a while with them saying encouraging words which uh, i do it with gary v and paul Shear. and my wife read it and she read gary v's and she's like oh my god this is so motivating like he sends such positive stuff. Well, Paul Shear sent one saying, check out this documentary I filmed. So Tim sent me a thing. It was called, it's called Marvel's Project 616. And basically it's a series of everything Marvel. So it's not just one topic. The two episodes that I saw previews for were the one I sent Tim that were called, it's called Lost and Found that Paul Shear did. And what was super cool was it was super obscure characters as well as ones that weren't really popular that people made popular like people didn't know black panther when he he be, got rewritten and redone he was the most popular comic that marvel ever did more popular than anything that stan lee had ever done so it goes into a little bit of that it goes into these little obscure characters and then the one that i thought was really cool was they have a artist, uh, and I believe she's like a head of marketing, or she's like she's a bigwig for Marvel, and she's Muslim, and the um, the cartoonist is Muslim as well, and the the start of the thing is is like you know, um, I had these ideas for a character after Captain Marvel came out, and I was telling one of my colleagues, and he was just like, well, let's do it, and she's like, what, and he's like, well, let's do it, and they end up creating miss marvel who is the character in the comic book is muslim and it was just kind of cool seeing how they came up with the idea how they included people who actually are of muslim faith and i think this documentary series is going to be amazing because it covers so many different things it's not just like oh here's the history of marvel it's a like they pick topics they want to cover so it feels a lot more detailed and a lot more fun than i've seen from any of the documentaries so far that I've seen besides like the national geographic ones that are on Disney plus everything seems super specific besides the one day at Disney. It's all super specific. So, um, did you watch the one with Paul Shear, the, the lost and found one? Yeah. My favorite one that I liked was, uh, the typist. That was a <laughs> yes, the typist. very interesting one, um, on how he, it reminded me of, um, like the Riddler in Batman, how he yes. was normal, then something happened and just went, you know, 180. And uh, yeah, it, it went on, went from there. So, so that for, one those you don't, for those of you that don't know, the typist was a character who I don't even know if he had really had superpowers, but he was a villain who his building was bought out and he was fired from his job. So he would put letters on his face like a typewriter, and that was a thing. And that was that one actually was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, um, I that, that was interesting. Okay, so I just wanted to cover that right off the get go before I forgot about it. Um, and so this one, I, the next one I put on our list, um, dealing with Dwayne Johnson. So, I mean, it's been probably two years or three years that they've been talking about how Dwayne Johnson is going to play Black Adam. Um, and they literally have been working around his schedule for other filming because I'm, I'm sure he has some sort of deal with the Fast and the Furious franchise where he has to oblige them before he can take in any new roles. And so he had the Jungle Cruise movie. He had Hobbs and Shaw. 
but they announced they're going to delay production until 2021. Now, what's crazy to me is when we talk later about the movie delays, when I think about it, I'm like, man, I already feel old, but I'm like, I'm going to be almost 40 before some of these awesome stuff comes out. Like, I'm going to be dead before my dreams come true of these movies. And Black Adam, um, like, they showed a mock-up of, like, the cartoon version, and it is Dwayne Johnson. They're literally the same person. But, I mean... Do does it really matter? Because like the Obi Wan thing, they said that they're going to delay production like on Obi Wan until January of 2021. I think it is. They said that they're still going to have the same date of release. It's all about you know production. So I don't think this is as big of a deal as some people think. People keep posting, "Oh, it's delayed indefinitely." Oh, it's delayed six months. But you can make things up. People don't realize. People go out there and they they look for locations. They do costume design. They do all this different stuff that they're still working on certain aspects of it. You got to remember, these people already got paid to make the movie. That money is just sitting there burning a hole in their pocket. So they're going to use it to do whatever they can during a quarantine. Go to areas where they can film, possibly. Because um, I know, I don't know if you knew this, um, there was a studio, the Batman, the the the, the crew making the Bat- Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson. They're going to have a COVID team where basically they're in charge making sure everything is too standard to make sure no one gets COVID. They have hand sanitizer stations, making sure people aren't, you know, they're six feet apart except for when they're filming scenes and things like that. So um, I think with that kind of stuff being set up, it's the delays are going to be a lot less than you think they are. And mind you, we're already halfway through the year. So, yep. you know, it's a lot closer than you think. Um, everyone keep your heads up. The stuff that you want is going to be there. And just remember the Mandalorian season two comes out in three months now. So in three months we will have Mandalorian season two. So we got some content coming, you know, so don't freak out too much, but I thought black Adam was interesting because it's, it's already been a, two to three year process and they still haven't, you know, done nothing with it. Yeah, no, it's, I just saw just the, um, the picture of it. And like you said, it did, uh, it does look like Dwayne Johnson for sure. So it does, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, well, especially, you know, if it, if production gets pushed back till 2021, Hopefully that doesn't screw any, you know, future things up for The Rock or has to work around. And then this Black Adam gets delayed even longer just because, like you said, he has prior contracts or something that he's got to film in the future. Whether it's going to be like a uh, like they take if they decide to take like the Jungle Cruise and do like a Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, where it becomes a, you know, two, two, three movie series. You know, obviously they did that you know, are beating Fast and the Furious to death on, you know, with that and doing the Hobbs and Shaws and everything. Um, I never, I never even thought about the Jungle Cruise thing being, um, uh, having a sequel. Yeah. A podcast that I listened to, which is old. It's, it's an old Jungle Cruise skipper from Disneyland. And he's basically doing an, an oral history of the Jungle Cruise as far as getting other skippers and, Hey, you know what? If nobody's going to write a book about it, I'll do a podcast and get everyone's um, take on it who actually worked there, whether it's, you know, opening day or up until, um, you know, last year. 
and he always it's pretty cool he waits until they you know are completely like they quit he doesn't um interview anybody who is still with disney just so that way he doesn't mess anything up with their rehire status whether they want to go back and Mm -hmm. that way they can talk more freely um about it since they don't have you know they're not collecting a paycheck from it but he he did an interesting take on that and says hey it could become you, you got the rock who's really popular right now and he could do you know the serious the funny role I mean, you see, he's got that smolder like in um, Jumanji, and they've already done two uh, on that. So, you know, this Jungle Cruise, it could definitely, you know, catch momentum and go. And I'm sure this movie is going to be with the Jungle Cruise is going to be one where you could either stop at this one or, yeah, you might be able to, you know, they're not going to. I don't see him leaving it really open ended where, okay, when's the sequel going to come out? Right. Uh, but you could have different ones, you know, after it. So it'll be interesting. You, you, but I just I just know. hope that doesn't yeah. I just hope with, you know, especially everything getting delayed now and like you said, a lot of stuff where you need to do reshoots. Um not that that takes that long, but it doesn't mess anything up uh, you know, that's gonna start, you know, or gonna get released in a couple years from now. So yeah, exactly. We'll uh, let us know what you're looking forward to most at facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter FOMO underscore cast, and FOMO podcast on Instagram. Um, quick one that I haven't seen yet that everyone tells me it's great, but the internet's hate was um, Birds of Prey is uh, coming to HBO Max in August. Um, uh, I still haven't watched The Peacock for those of you guys. I'm going to try that this weekend to watch a little bit of The Peacock on my phone. But yeah, no, so Birds of Prey comes out August. I'll watch it day one that it drops, because I really want to watch that. Um, we only have a couple more things. Two of them I have a lot to say about. The other ones are just kind of saying stuff. Um, so have you seen the trailer for, did you watch the trailer for Gamer Girl? Yep, I had to, I had to find it first, but nope, I, I found it. And you heard about it being pulled, right? What? What do you mean? It got it got um, uh, pulled the trailer following backlash. You could still find it. Well, but... if, well, the reason why. So for those that um, I'm not going to say the word, but it's a inappropriate word for uh, for um, women's. I'm trying to think how you would say it. Um, I'm not going to be inappropriate, but those are boobs. I'll say boobs. So a girl's boobs, they have, um, starts with a T. That's what they call it. They call them blank streamers. And basically all they do is sit there and talk on streams on Twitch and try to get money. And so everyone was saying that basically this is what everyone does. They try and do this. They try and do that. And they're always streaming, just trying to get money by showing that kind of stuff. So yeah, so they're they're trying to use their their body to sell themselves and get money. So that's the first reason people were like, "Oh, is this going to be one of those things that exposes them?" Um, or people, some people were mad too because there are legitimate gamer girls out there who try and cover up because they don't want to be seen as the person who's just trying to make money, but they they play legitimately play games and some of them are quite well at it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they take on it. It does look, it looks like it's a horror choose your own path. So it's, it's a video game, but it looks like the Netflix Bandersnatch where you 
picked what you did and you're basically her moderator trying to help her escape from a stalker and some people do think that this may be because there's been a huge problem with uh streamers uh specifically female streamers who are basically stalked by people because like you said earlier about the um that the guy that pretends to be a somalian pirate where he changes his yeah. voice to scare gamers it's so easy to find out where someone lives if they're not running through a vpn and stuff like that so i just thought it was a weird trailer we've never seen a game really like that that uses an actual person when you're doing it so it's almost like one of those ones where it's just a point and click so i don't even know if it's gonna be full price because I, I it can't be full price there's no way it can be full price so no, i think it said it was gonna be 30 bucks um mm-hmm. and it was gonna be on PC, Xbox, PS4, and I think the Switch, if I remember okay. right. Oh, so, I might have to. I might have I, to get it for Switch. I didn't know it was an actual game. I thought it was more of a, you know, movie or like you were saying, like on Netflix, there's that Bear Grylls one where you pick, hey, do I go this way or do I go that way? Um, and, you know, one is right and one is wrong. Like, he makes it, or the other one, you know, he kind of almost yeah. falls off the cliff. So, it'll be interesting to see that. And the nice thing with this, with it being a game and you choosing the outcome, it gives it could give you so many different... The repeatability is there. Where, yeah, okay, true, I, choose, true. I choose this one time, now I'm going to choose, you know, this side, this, um, this way you know, and, and go from there. So it's not just a, a one and done, you know, there's a right answer and a wrong answer. So, yeah. Which, I mean, they do show on the trailer that, that, um, they make two different decisions and it shows two different scenes. So they filmed literally everything, every scenario. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. And I want to know how detailed it is. We'll see in the future. Um, yep. two more things that I'm excited for. The other ones, man, um, Bill and Ted face the music is releasing on, VOD September 1st and they have a new trailer out today which was um uh, I liked it because they introduced the multiple characters they're actually both married and it shows more of it's it's almost like they reminded me of stepbrothers like telling um you know them to grow up like that's basically what the thing is and they're like, do you want your daughters to be like you? Because they both have daughters, and they're literally the same exact people as them. So it looks really fun. It looks like they had fun doing it. It literally reminded me of the actual mo- other movies themselves. Like, that's how in character they were. Mind you, I'm assuming that Keanu Reeves is pretty much like that in real life anyways. Um, but it was just – it was really cool seeing them interact. It was cool seeing – how they're playing it, seeing death because death is played by the same person again. Um, it just looked really fun and it, it's optimistic to me because they finally pulled the trigger and said, Hey, VOD on the first, we're going to be, they're going to do a sm- couple of small theaters that are available that want to show it. So I believe they can get Oscar consideration. I don't know what for, because it's supposed to be a fun movie and you don't really get very many Oscar nominations for fun movies, but I'm super excited for it. This is one from my time because the other ones came out before my time, before I was able to watch them. So uh, I'm just really excited, and I I liked how everything was laid out in the trailer. Yeah, no, I was really pumped for it. It even has their original dad from it. I looked it up and confirmed that, yes, it was their dad from the original movie. 
Hal Landon Jr. Um, the weird thing was, is, you know, as we all know, before their time machine was a phone booth. For this one, it's an egg. <laughs> very, very interesting on that. Um, and it sounds it like looks, it looks like one of those cha- the chair from Men in Black is what it looks like yes. that egg chair. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like the George Carlin character um, is I can't remember the the chick's name, but she was on. Um, she's got the high pitched voice. She's on Bob's Burgers, and she was also on. Um, Oh, what was the other one where it was like them and uh, it was like the end of the world. And yo, anyways, I can't remember who the heck, what the name of it was. Um, But it it seems like she's the George Carlin uh, character in this one. And is it it Kristen Shaw? I think so. She the one on Bob's Burger at the high, high, uh, high pitched squeaky voice. Um, she plays, I'll tell you right now, um, she's Norbert. She plays Louise. Uh, Kristen Shaw is Louise is the one that is the, um, the only one that's always yelling. Yeah. The one that wears the rabbit ears. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's yeah. Kristen Shaw. Yep. You're, yeah, you're thinking and you're the movie, the show you're thinking of. I know what you're talking about is one with um, Will Forte, Last yes. Man on Earth. There you go. Um, yeah, so she was on on uh, on that, and it seems like she's the George Carlin character. Uh, and it looks like that it's kind of almost uh, based on the original one where they went back in history and found the historical characters for their report. Or yes. this one, they got to go back and instead of uh, – uh, historical characters uh it is going to be um famous musicians on they're supposed, it they're supposed to make the best the, the song they play that night will save the world yep which i wonder like how you're saying to get um oscar nominations it could be for that song maybe i don't know i mean that's a possibility for score because i mean yeah. if, if they try and make it as epic as possible you know people think it's 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 fake but they if they take if you take the ideas and do that, that'd be, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, remember when South Park came out, um, they sang the Blame Canada song at, I can't remember if it was the Oscars or one of those bigger shows. Yes, and they did. it was nominated, and I believe it was Robin Williams that sang it. I could yes. be wrong, though. No, um, Robin Williams, uh, he sang it there. He sang it at, at the award show. He didn't sing the actual song. He sang it there on, on stage. No, I so, remember him singing it at the, on stage, yeah. Yep, I mean, so there you go right there. I mean, if that could, and and I mean, yeah. So And also in the article that I was reading is that um, I know I'm going to butcher this name because I don't listen to this type of music, but one of the musicians is going to be Kid Cootie as himself. Kid Cuddy. Cuddy, there you go. Cootie. Kid Cuddy. I, Cuddy. I saw him. I saw him live at Coachella. Nice. Yeah, he is. Uh, it was pretty cool. He uh, actually liked the rock band. He was like, I need to hurry up and get off stage so I can go listen, wait for Arcade Fire. It was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, but so, yeah, sounds like yeah. he's, he, and it's And it said that he'll be playing himself. So. Well, he is a rapper, so it makes sense. Yeah. 
but I would figure, you know, because one is it in in one of the in the trailer that it had looked like somebody, you know, Mozart or Beethoven or basically somebody in the in a powdered wig, and I didn't know if it was going to be, you know, him dressed up, uh, Kid Cudi dressed up as somebody else, or but it said himself, so yeah, he may may be in it, and he may sing at, sing with them at the end um, on their on the song, so who knows? Yeah. But no. I am really excited for it, especially with, like I was telling you earlier, with this trailer that came out, even got me to see more of the premise of the movie and the ties to the characters, especially from the original movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I will be uh, watching it on September 1st or whatever weekend follows thereafter. Yeah, so... um... Oh wow. Uh so next we have this was actually I'm kind of excited for. So I grew up watching Star Trek with my mom. My mom really liked Star Trek, the next generation. Um went into a little bit of Deep Space Nine, but really kind of fell off of that. And she didn't like the one with Scott Bakula. So um it was one of those things where she was kind of like, you know, well, this is this is on to you now. She passed it on to me, didn't like it. Well, now they have one. It's going to be on CBS All Access, which apparently I'm going to have to get CBS All Access now because they're going to have it on there. And it's Star Trek Below Decks. It's animated. Premieres August 6th, like I said, on CBS All Access. And it looks amazing. It looks hilarious. And I found out it's based off a Star Trek The Next Generation episode called uh, Lower... What did I say? Lower Decks? Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's lower decks, and it was an episode where it showed them playing poker, like the the lower officers. So, um, I was just I was just super excited for it, and I looked at it and I watched it, and I go, oh my god, this is so funny. And why I was super excited was because I was like, this could lead so many kids into the Star Trek universe. You know, it's not going to be kid friendly, so maybe young adult, because we saw on the trailer one guy gets stabbed in the leg and one person's drunk drinking illegal alien wine, blue wine. So um, it, it, it just looked really cool. It was really quick, but it was to the point, and I was just super excited about it. Yeah, it reminds me of um, I wrote down like a family guy, American dad. But actually more so like in American Dad than Family Guy, especially like you said, the uh, I don't know what she was, lieutenant, captain, whatever it is, uh-huh. uh, wielding around that. Uh, what was it? That sword that who is it? Worf used to have. It's, or it's, a, it's the um, what do they call it? It's the there's a name for it. Yeah, but it but. She reminded me, you know, of of an American dad character. And just that whole sequence reminded me, like I said, of family, family guy, American dad, which is, you know, obviously both Seth MacFarlane. So it's a butt left. It's a double sided Shimtar hook sword, deer horn knives, hybrid edge weapon with a curved blade, four points and three handholds on the back. There you go. I'm, I need I need to get me one. And she played with it. They do sell those. You can buy them, you know. Um, but I just thought it was, I would just thought it was, it was, it was just a fun show. And I'm really excited for it. And now I'm going to have to get um, CBX All Access, apparently, because that's the only place you can get it at. And it doesn't make me happy. But yeah, 
Um, how'd you how'd you find that? Was that on the Comic Con at home? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, I, I've been here on comicbooks.com. They um, they were talking about it earlier this month, talking about how it's going to be an animated because they didn't have much behind it. They didn't know if it was live action or animated. And they released it was animated. Animated. They released some of the character names and stuff like that. And then today they released the two minute little trailer, and it was pretty cool. Because I thought when you honestly said it to me, I thought it was going to be a you know life along the the Star Trek lines, um, and right. just be of like, hey, everyone sees what's going on, you know, on the upper decks or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, obviously, I didn't get into Star Trek that much. And this is going to be, you know, more so what's going on, decks, yeah, on the lower decks, like, uh, like, uh, like stormtrooper level. And yes, I'm mixing up Star Trek and Star Wars. You know, if you don't like it, uh, you could email Chris at FOMOcast and let him know. <laughs> um, so what we have to finish it off today is it's all Disney related. Um, starting with, here's the thing: this one was shared as a negative. But to me, this is a positive. So earlier I made the mention of how um, basically movies are getting delayed and I'm going to be like 40 in my 40s, joking that I was going to be old and dead um, before I the movies came out. But what people fail to realize is today Disney admitted they have plans for another trilogy. I mean, I don't understand how people don't get excited about that. So um, the first date, I don't know what the original dates were, but they have them now, the new dates for the three new movies, 12, 22, 23, 12, 19, 25, and 12, 17, 27. So to me, that means that they're going to still stick with that that schedule of doing three movies Every other year. So who knows what's coming out next year? Maybe there's something we don't know about. Because I know there's been things in the works. And they have the hyperbolic stuff coming out right now. So I just thought that while it was a negative that it's getting pushed back, I think it's awesome because they're confirming a new trilogy. Which today, Taika Waititi did say that he is starting to write the script for the new Star Wars movie. So we're going to have something. Because you never know. The date says 12 23 But what happens if things go good? the end of this year and he has it ready to go they film next year they put it out in 22 moves everything up a year so everyone stay positive um the negative is mulan has been pulled um and a few others have been moved around avatar has been delayed yet again that's not a shocker but um for those that are angry about it just remember that this is disney they want to make sure everything's perfect they want to make sure everything's right and they are a business. They need to make money. If they don't make money, they won't put out product. That's why we aren't getting a Star Wars movie every year. Is because it didn't do well. And people would nitpick and rip things apart so we don't get Solo 2. So that's all I'll say about the Star Wars stuff. I don't like to think about that. Well, and it'll be curious, like you said, how they're going back to the every other year. Um, what's going to drop in between there? Because didn't they do, what was it, didn't Rogue One drop in between... The one well, uh, Rogue One and Solo both did, but they've said that they're not going to do that anymore. There's no more in between right. stuff. So I think what they'll do is they'll focus more on the the Disney Plus content yep. during those gap years to make something bigger come out. You know, yep. who knows what it'll be because they exactly. have so many options. And like everyone has said, for those that don't know, um, Ahsoka is rumored to be in 
the Mandalorian this season, and everyone's saying she needs her own show. So maybe that's one of the things they're secretly working on, along with the Obi Wan. That's what I was going to say. They could drop, you know, like a Mandalorian esque type show in between yes. all of those. Exactly. So, um, but but it, it was crazy, it, like you're saying, on looking at that. Avatar, when everything's said and done, will have a total of five movies. So they no, already have more the one. Than that. More than that. The one, well, from what I saw on there, at the end of the article, it had, uh, you know, the fifth one. Draw. I don't know what time it was, but. Oh, no, 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 no. They have more than five. They Literally, that's probably all they have set for release right now. Yeah. But but because yeah. the, the rumor is, for those who don't know, they want to record Avatar. They want to film the next one's literally right after the one right after the other so avatar avatar 2 is still showing as 2021 then 3 shows 2023 and then 5 shows 2028 so yeah well maybe maybe they went in with five i heard it was seven or eight movies so i'm like i mean it very well could be i know like i said the article that i saw it just stopped at five and that just might be you know what dates they have out Intel and then, you know, yeah. five, six and seven, you know, will be TBD, but especially with them filming them, you know, concurrently, as soon as they're done with two, they're on to three. As soon as they're on done with three, they're on to four. Um, and just with the pushback and everything on that and with James Cameron coming back and doing it all, that was, I mean, I never, I have never seen, I think I've seen a total of a minute and a half of avatar and that's not the trailer. Uh, I just never got, into it i thought it was kind of weird to be honest i'll probably if i ever go to disney world i'll go on the ride because i heard both the rides are awesome and i'll be in it not for the storyline but more so of the ride aspect of it so right right i just thought it was crazy that you know they're gonna have five of them coming out you know coming out so exactly it's crazy yep um so we have that then Tim wanted to go over the new rules. Some of well, the new rules in Disney World. Um, so for those of you who don't know, there's a loophole. So I actually saw this loophole, a funny one, on somebody filmed a video. I think that they had the, the flight attendants were in on it because the, you can see the flight attendant in the background laughing. You can see her body shaking and laughing. Well, this guy basically said, here's the loophole to where you could you don't have to wear a mask on a flight. He takes one peanut and he slowly chews on it, barely chews on it. So he's eating. And so they realized people realized at the park that people were doing was they were getting drinks or food and they were slowly walking around. So they didn't have to wear a mask while they're eating. So Disney made the new rule that you are not allowed to walk and drink and eat food at the same time. Yep. Well, so the, the loophole around that is, and, and you have to be socially distanced from people to to eat. Well, what I'm going to do is, you know, when I want to take a drink, you know, because normally I, I wear a camel pack and, you know, it's easy to take a sip of water um, from that. I don't got to reach into my backpack, grab a bottle of water, open it, you know, yada, yada. Anyways, I'm just going to stop where I'm at, take a quick drink, take off my mask, drink, and then on with my way it's not like i'm you know you're gonna get the people that oh i gotta go over here in this corner and 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 do it but like you said it's just the people that were walking around especially in epcot where you could buy a beer and basically yeah exactly sip 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 on it and hey no hey put your mask on oh no i'm drinking drinking my beer 
And right. we all know this because, you know, you could pretend like you're drinking and not take a drink. So therefore you are quote unquote, you know, it looks like you're drinking. So it was interesting that, um, and you know, what with anything, you're going to have people that are going to find the loopholes, especially, I mean, it's July, middle of July in Florida in the heat, 95 degrees, hundred percent humidity feels like 105. Um, I mean, when we were there for honeymoon beginning of July, it was hot already. Now you put a face covering, you know, on yourself, it's going to be really hot. Um, and especially just breathing that air. Like I said, it's, it's humid. It's going to be, air. it's going to be miserable. I know, uh, Connor, Connor's in Florida. Um, he was an annual pass holder, uh, not anymore, but, um, he basically said that like, it's just been raining nonstop. Like it's been raining. It was raining all day today. He goes, it was miserable. So yep. I was kind of like, well, I, I remember going there and it rained like crazy. And on our honeymoon, we were there in March of that year. And just it rained only for like maybe five minutes to ten minutes. And it was already so muggy and miserable. It was ridiculous. So I can only imagine wearing a mask and trying to, you know what I mean, yeah. deal with that. No, ex- exactly. Um but at speaking of, you know, kind of leads to the next one, the, the annual passes. Remember in the beginning, they were going to say, hey, however long the park is closed for, you'll get that added on to your pass. Obviously, right. this is very, 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 you know, beginning, which made sense. Well, now it's going to be, uh, yeah, you know what? It's only going to be extended one month, 30 days. Um and there's, there's kind of two different options. They're pretty much exactly the same. The only difference is because you have two options. You can either pay in full or you could do the monthly payments. Um, paid in full, you know, it's extended for a full month. Um, or you could cancel your pass. The pass will remain valid through August 11th, even if you cancel today. Um, and the refund will be from July 11th through whenever your expiration date is, if you paid in full. So they'll, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, That's geez. good to know. I didn't know about that. Not, not back pay, but, you know, retro. Pro-rate. It's prorated. Prorated. There you go. There you go. And the refunds will be processed in mid to late September. And they said, you know, it could take even up to a month after that, depending on, you know, what, what it goes. The only different for the monthly payments are it's still extended 30 days. Cancel your pass anytime active till August 11th. Um, any payments made between July 11th and August 11th will be retroactively refunded. And March 14th through April 14th will also be refunded. Just because it's monthly payments, so it's a little different, uh, you know, pay structure there as it goes by month where the one's paid in full. It's like, hey, we'll just, you know, retroactive pay you there and, and go for that. So it's interesting that they came out with that. But my question is, is you got the um, Premier Pass, which is good for both parks, Florida right. and California. right. Well, how are you going to do that one? Because Florida parks have been open for a couple weeks now. Uh, maybe not a, a week, we'll say. Disneyland hasn't been open. So, 
you know, what's going to happen happen there? Or are you going to say... It's, it's going to be hey, interesting to see because they literally... The biggest problem they're going to have with the pass thingy is like... Con- so Connor, it was annual pass. I said he was because he was yeah. a local resident. And so the local resident passes are not valid for the entire summer. So why are you going to keep paying on a monthly plan if you can't go until September, October doesn't make yep. any sense. And plus they can't even get into the park until September, October anyways, because it's completely booked up. Yeah. So yeah, what's exactly. the point? And there's yeah. no system. There is no system as of yet for Disney world to where if someone cancels that you can go and take one of their spots same day if you wanted to go. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I did see some, I didn't click on it. I was scrolling through something else that, um, I don't know if it's in the works or if it's just rumors. I can't remember um, that they were going to have local discounted tickets, like $65 for, I mean, for one part. So, right. But, but you're, so you, you won't be able to do it for a while now because there's literally, oh, there's, there's no availability. No, exactly. But at least, Hey, if I'm local, Hey, uh, I'll cancel my pass and okay, well, I'm not going to go until this time anyways. Well, let's take advantage of this 65, uh, $65 ticket or, you know, a highly discounted ticket to at least get the locals going. Cause I know, um, I haven't looked at it. A guy that I follow on YouTube a couple days ago, he was looking at, cause it's basically like a flex class. You got to put your reservation in and you can get X amount of days. And if you're staying um, at the resort, you get, you know, more days or more reservation days, something something like that. Um, And this was, I want to say the beginning of the week uh, where he went online and was showing the reservations and every park was open to get a reservation except for uh, magic kingdom. And that, could have changed, and I don't know when he looked at that. That could have been, you know, during the the preview days. But I know um, that there was some availability to it, and you know, the next day all of those could have filled up. But um, it was interesting to see how, uh, you know, how that goes, and especially over there with having four parks, um, you know, uh, available. So. But, yeah, but and it, I know it, they, did, they did close like down some of the attractions, though. They did close down a lot of the shows and stuff yeah. like that to to basically limit exposure and to also limit um, interaction between people. Yep. And, they, I mean, they got some characters out there, but they're either, like I saw Buzz Lightyear, he's up on the stage. You could basically take a selfie. Right. So you're down looking up. Winnie the Pooh, he was, like, behind in a grass area. Um pretending he's well, was it getting butterflies in a net kind of chilling under a tree. And, you know, you got the fence line there where you can't jump over and it's basically, I mean, you take selfies with them and they're interacting. So at least it's, you know, there, there's nothing going on, uh, but at least you get some sort of interaction with the, uh, with the characters. Yeah. But, now to, f- to finish the podcast off. Now, what what do you've been hearing? Because I haven't heard anything about wait times. I knew they were super, super, super low, but what have you what have you been hearing about the actual wait times compared to um, what they actually show that they are? What they posted from what I saw, and I mean, this is a couple you know YouTubers that are there uh, 
that, I mean, I actually watched their video. They usually post one video a day, and they were saying, the, the one guy that I follow, and he's the one that mentioned this, and, and the other gal, as she didn't actually specifically say um, times, but she did say that the times are, you, what you're actually waiting in line for is lower than what the posted time is. And so the one guy, he went there and he actually timed it. He said, I'm going to time it from as soon as I walk in, whether it's the show, but wherever the line would start at, um, whether it's in the show building or you're entering through the outside um, queue and then going inside. So he'd sit there and, okay, it says uh, this ride is 30 minutes long. Uh, And so he'd be like, okay, well, 30 minutes, I entered the line at, um, let's just say, 9.30. So I should get on the ride at 10 o'clock. He's like, I am on the ride, and it's 9.45. He's like, it took 15 minutes. And basically, every line that he did, most of them, the longest part is because they have long interactive queues uh, in Florida, or the interactive is they don't have that because that's a touching point. Uh, But he said it was 50% less than what the posted time was and most of that is just due to it you know it may be a 15 minute wait but it takes five minutes to walk all the way through the queue to the right and there's nobody i mean he was showing him walking up you could see the vehicles there at the load and unload and there was nobody there it was a cast member saying come on in um because yeah i think they said that, that that one of the avatar rides takes at least um 30 minutes to walk through because of all the attraction features on it yeah. um, when you wait in line. And yep. the rumor is they might have people start bypassing that, which a lot of people got mad because they're like, well, they do that for Rise of the Resistance. That's a part of the, the, that's a part of the fun is walking through the stuff. So I really hope this doesn't change the, the feeling of the actual um, the, of ride as well, you know, because, I mean – there's so much you could do to a ride to screw it up. And I just hope that they don't mess with it, you know, in that aspect. Cause you know, it is a fun, all those rides are fun for a reason and they have little things that they add to the ride itself. So it's great to see that the wait times, cause I heard rumors that they were like, everyone's saying that like it's super packed and it literally they're way under 25% because people are canceling. People are not showing up. People are getting scared. People are getting sick. People can't pass the requirements to get in. So then that's what you end up with, with low attendance and people being able to get on rides faster. Yep. No, exactly. And the cool thing is, is with nobody standing there in the queues, um, you know, you could really look at the detail in it because you could sit there and stop and, look at it were before you couldn't because you get the people behind you. Hey, I'm in this line is barely moving. Hey, there's a gap. You, you need to move up or you may be looking at something or trying to take a picture. It's always rush, 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 get as, as much in as you can or now right. with nobody there. And even just them taking videos of the park in general. Oh my gosh. There was one, he was in galaxy's edge and you know of course everyone the millennium falcon being there you get that picture of just the millennium falcon with the um you know smugglers run queue behind it he was mm-hmm. able to get in his um i can't remember he either had his camera or his phone he was able to get a full picture of the millennium falcon with not a single person in it 
He's like, you will never be able to do that. And it's not like he was there an hour early or on uh, AP previews or anything like that. I mean, this was just a couple days ago. And he's like, I just got the, you know, best picture or, you know, this view of the Millennium Falcon that you see only on promotions because they do it early in the morning. Um, and there's nobody here. I mean, and he had it up for, you know, a good 30 seconds and not one person walked in to the picture. It's like, you will never be able to do that. Cause I know last time when I was there, uh, the group of us took a, a selfie in front of it and there was hundreds of people there. So, I mean, that makes, that makes a big difference about people wanting to go wanting not wanting to go. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it picks up and gets normalized. Um, but that should be it. Tim's starting to pixelate because I think his internet is starting to go out. Um, he, he started to sound like a robot there in the end. But uh, uh, make sure you go to all of our places, uh, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, FOMO podcast on Instagram, and FOMO underscore cast on Twitter, which is not as active as it should be. But uh, I'll try working on that a little bit better. So uh, uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time. <laughs>